For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is round three of our NHL Retro Reverse Jersey Bracket. Today we're pitting the, what is it, the New Jersey Devils against the Pittsburgh Penguins. A couple of Metropolitan Division rivals. Mario Lemieux on the right and God knows who on the left. Chico Rash. <laughs> but I'm voting for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Slam dunk. Mario Lemieux, Yermer Jaeger, pens. I love it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Here we go. It sure is. Welcome inside, everybody. Come on in to our wonderful community here that we call the uh, RP Show. We are live on Game Plus Television. We're on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. You can listen to them live, too, by the way. Right, Ryan, on radio? If you go to my personal Twitter feed, at Rod Peterson, there's a link right there. Top tweet. And I'm, I'm hoping, as we bring the Moose in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, our co-host, I'm hoping, Moose, that we can sort of just slow things down a little bit. Hour one was a lot of, uh, like, trying to run across the freeway. It was like a game of Frogger. There was a lot going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, went by fast, though. So we, yeah, it went by very fast. The Bo Horvat trade, for once... The bowl that we're talking about is not Bo Levi, the CFL quarterback. It's Bo Horvat, the former captain of the Vancouver Canucks, who's now with the New York Islanders. Um, so that, that trade's one thing that we're talking about. The legacy of Bobby Hull's another. Small town hockey rinks is one. All-star games is another. And the NHL All-Star Week, because it's not even a game anymore. The All-Star Week is here in South Florida. And I'm going to pick up my pass this afternoon picking up various NHL dignitaries tonight at the airport, led off by one Rich Sutter. I can't wait. I'm just so darn excited. Uh, WQEE, Ryan R. Radio says, that's correct, Rod. Thank you. At least I'm right on one thing today, Moose. Oh, and, and here's one. And virtue signaling, politically correctness. Here's the one thing that I think that we can talk about. And I don't know why, where, where it is. But somebody wrote in and said, why is the Tomahawk job at Kansas City Chiefs games okay? And I think you and I had this discussion if we were, if it was you and I, I think it was you and I, sitting there watching a game. Because I think the Atlanta Braves banned it, the exact same chant. You tell me, Ryan O'Radio, we're on the air in Atlanta, but I haven't been to a Braves game yet. I know this, the discussion you and I have had that we haven't got an answer to is why are some things considered taboo and others are not? Why can certain teams not support LGBT pride nights, but if you, were and if you didn't support a Black Lives Matter event, you're in trouble? But why do some teams need to change their name and others don't? <laughs> it's got to be a God thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's Did we get an answer to that? I can't remember. The chant is interesting. I don't know if they banned it in Atlanta because my first thought, Rod, is how do you ban a fan chant? You're, if you do the chop, 
You're kicked out of the game. Like, are they going to monitor and kick everybody out? You can't control what the fans do. I know you cannot encourage it, or if there's music that goes along with it, you can stop playing it. But the fans are still going to do what the fans are going to do. And I mean, you change the logo, you change the team name, then, you know, you'll go down the path and eventually the chop won't be there. You can influence the behavior that way. But I don't know if you can ban it because it'll be really tough to tell 90,000 football fans to stop doing the chop. I just don't think that would happen. Well, what you do is you punish the team. And uh, here's a good, fun little lesson. And by the way, let's just recap everything from an hour ago for those who maybe just tuned in and weren't watching last hour Game Plus TV or listening on the radio WQEE. We're asking, what are your favorite NHL All-Star moments? Darren and mine are the same. Owen Nolan calling his shot on Dominic Hasek in the 1997 All-Star game in San Jose that he was going to take a Babe Ruth. We all know what it means. And then he did it, and then he felt bad after. And I get it. <laughs> he showed up, Dominic Hasek, and he didn't want to do that because he's that kind of guy. He's a nice guy. He's Al Borland is what he is. Yeah. But back to where we were. Oh, that all-star memories, Bobby Hall, the legacy of Bobby Hall. How will you remember Bobby Hall? Do you want to be the one that remembers him as the NHL icon, which frankly, that's what I want to remember? Or do you want to be the one that remembers him for what he did off the ice and what he's been accused of and charged of and all that? It's your choice. It's everybody's choice. You have a choice. Every day, you have a choice. Are you going to be bitter or are you going to be better? Today's life lesson took one hour and five minutes, Moose. There it is. <laughs> Every day you have a choice. Um, Swerve in Calgary writes in and says, this world is so fragile. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Can I... Again, this is where I turn into a squirrel. Uh, can I just divert for one second? I had an educator call me from Manitoba yesterday, Darren, and he just said... An educator, okay, career teacher. And he just said, the kids, this generation, they're so fragile. They're so lost. They haven't been taught how to deal with anything. They're so stressed. And that's what I do off the air here as a recovery coach. And, uh, and speaking with my military friends, they said the people that are enlisting into the Army in both Canada and the USA, the kids that are enlisting, are fragile. The second they have any adversity, they wilt. They quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're wading into, folks. That's what we've created. By the way, don't blame the kids. Right? Because they haven't been given adversity to deal with as children because their parents took care of everything for them. And they get into the real world. Mommy and daddy aren't there to wipe your butt and your nose. What are you going to do about it? Oh, no. So, right... So anyways, I'm sorry for getting off topic on that. No, that's the cycle yeah, we're ahead. in. That's the cycle we're in. Mm -hmm. You see this all the time, right? You know, um, hard times create tough people and tough people create good times and good times create, you know, complacent people and complacent people create tough times. The circle goes. So, you know, our ancestors had got through tough times, worked hard. We losing them. Yeah, he's getting he's getting all worked up. <laughs> he got all worked up. Oh, Moose was on a rare tangent. You tell me, guys, when he's back. I was sitting back Hot and damn. just enjoying it. Oh, man.
thank you, Kirk, in Saskatoon for writing in and... He says, thanks for always getting to my questions and comments. I'm an Oilers fan, but more than that, I want to see all Canadian teams thriving. When was the last time we had all the Canadian teams in the playoffs in the same season? I'd say half past never. Clark, you're more up on that kind of thing than me as the historian. The last time every Canadian team has been in the playoffs. It's, it's, there's no way. Can somebody Google it and go to the big board? There's no way. Shoot, we, it's rare that we have both the Flames and the Oilers good at the same time, which they are now and have been for the last couple of years. But that, that's rare enough that both Alberta teams are good at the same time, let alone every team in Canada. Okay, Moose, I was enjoying the rant. You were talking about Huna, Hakuna Matata, the circle of life, and then you got all worked up. I, the Gremlins <laughs> took you down, brother. Were you yeah, I had an a, internet blockout. to a point? Oh, well, did you the, really? The idea, well, it did, did. It just went out, and I didn't have any internet connection. It was all of a sudden it was gone for a, a good minute. It's back now, so that's good. But no, it's just a circle of life, man. Like, you know, the hard times, you know, create tough people, and tough people create good times, and good times create, you know, complacency, and then the complacency creates hard times. So it's like our ancestors worked really hard to create good times, and now this next generation is just putting their feet up, right? Which is going to create some hard times. And the circle is going to continue again. So it's just the way it is. And we need to have, you know, hard workers creating good times. Well, yeah. And I'll tell you what, this is great. John Ohm says, a moose rant. Carlos in Indianapolis <laughs> says, a Darren's rant. They all love it, man. They love it. They don't see it very often. <laughs> Uh, I want to just say this. Stacy Champagne, who's watching from World Headquarters, Access World Headquarters, says the Google says the last time all Canadian teams were in the playoffs was 1986. I'll have to take his word for it. That's a male Stacy. I didn't think it had ever happened. How about that? But if I may, in... In the 21 hours of CBT that I've had, which means nothing to anybody but knows the recovery industry, cognitive behavioral therapy that I've had, okay, straightening around my thinking, we live in the most, however you want to say it, easiest time in the history of mankind. Everything's automated, air conditioning, reclining seats. You have every creature comfort available to man and woman. And we're the most screwed up time ever. Thank you for pointing out, Kevin, the medium, that it's 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. Everybody wants to bitch and thinks they're so hard done by. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just one last thing. Kevin, or sorry, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says our grandparents had it hard. Our parents had it easier. We had it even easier. And our kids are living in paradise. That's exactly it. And they think they're hard done by. All right. Okay. And their uh, kids are going to have it hard. Well, they know it's what you want to have it as. Because I'm not complaining. <laughs> I used to. It's all right here, buddy. As you know. I mentioned yes. uh, the notes that we didn't get to last hour, and I meant to. From our for our football fans, because we've covered a lot of hockey today. NHL uh, All-Star Week, your best All-Star memories 
people have been, well, they were writing in not only with their memories, but with all-star amendments they'd like to see. Somebody said they'd like to see a Canadian Junior Hockey League play an American Junior Hockey League. I don't know that the world could handle that. They said the Western Hockey League versus the United States Hockey League. Could you imagine? I would immediately say it would be the Canadian League, but dang, I'd like to see it. Where would we play? Good question. I think it would be the Memorial Cup champ against the USHL champion, and they would play in June, and it would be probably go back and forth. One year it would be in Canada, the next year it would be in the U.S., do a five-game series, maybe a three-game yeah. series. I'm not sure. be fun. So it's, that's, it would be amazing, but that's not an all-star format. That's a championship format. I would, you know, I would like to see the championship team of the Canadian Football League play the championship league of the USFL or the XFL. Now, wouldn't that be something? There'd be blood in the streets spilling all over the place from the fan base. You know there would be. And I want to say this. Gosh, we're getting sidetracked, but that's okay because it's fun. There is a immigration, a U.S. Border Patrol guard in Denver, I'll say it, Every time I go through, and he looks exactly like George Cortez, like my friend George Cortez, like, like, like a twin. And ironically, one time George and I went through there together, but that's another story. It went through that Denver entrance into America. But anyways, I was wearing a gray cup ring. And the guy goes, oh, what's that ring you got? U.S. borders, it's yes, sir, no, sir, right? When you should be, if you're me or anybody going through customs into the United States of America. And I said, oh, it's a great cup ring, Canadian Football League. Guy goes, Canadian Football League. And by the way, this was Darren when I was still drinking. It didn't take very much for me to get my hackles up, as they say. Yeah. But I'm sitting there going, I don't want to fight. As a matter of fact, I told the guy that. He's a Canadian football. You guys think that's a pro league? <laughs> Let's put your champion up against our champion, the NFL. See who wins. And I'm like, buddy, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm just trying to get into Texas for the weekend. You know, <laughs> but he wanted to fight. Yeah. He wanted to argue it. It's, it's kind of the same thing that we're talking here right now between these leagues playing each other, which, by the way, I don't think would ever happen. Do you think would ever happen? It would never happen. It never has happened. So no. why would we think it ever would happen? Well, it could potentially if you saw some money there. Like, could you imagine you call it the Border Bowl, you know, XFL, CFL? And that might be part of, you know, if they're taking... Now, Vince McMahon's not a part of it, but if you take the pro wrestling kind of mantra and say, look, at, we're going to take your league and our league, we're going to merge them, okay? We're going to talk merger, but first, we're going to create a rivalry, and we're going to build this up over five to ten years and plan... You know what I mean? If you did the storytelling, maybe, but... It, it's still a bit of a fantasy. It would be cool, though. Well, and that's, sure, and that's another thing where business and sports don't really mix, even though sports is a business. Uh, Arlen Bruce still with us. He is a Canadian Football League Hall of Famer from Kansas City. He says, RP and Moose, did you hear that Joe Burrow could get a billion-dollar contract? What do you think? And that's not that big of a deal to me. Somebody asked me a while back who I thought would be the first $100 million a year player. I can't remember who it was. It was off the air. It was a sports guy asked me who I thought it would be. And I think I said LeBron, although he's getting kind of to the end of his time. But it's not that a billion dollars. 
none of this shocks me anymore. And A.B., I'm surprised it wouldn't shock you. We just came out of the Bobby Hull discussion. He was the first million-dollar player. He said he would go play, leave the National Hockey League for the WHA for a million dollars. I was reading up on it this morning. And the owner of the Winnipeg Jets says, done. Here's a million dollars for 10 years, 100000 a year. Oh. And then I think he, he had a bonus, too. But, again, that doesn't surprise me. If you're saying he's the first billion-dollar player, Joe Burrow will go down in history as that, and good for him. But Wayne Gretzky signed a million-dollar contract with Nelson Scalbania, and that didn't hold up either. We'll be right back. Boy, this is fun today. Arash Daniel has some thoughts on this. He's two segments from now from Sportsnet Blue Jays. We are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, of course, and WQEE 99.1 of him. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Made back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, we are back. Boy, has this been fun today, as I pointed out. Uh, where are we? Let's bring the moose in, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's where we're at. I need... We, we lost him. So, we don't have moose. Okay, he just disconnected. Well, I was going to say, we need a, we're need we going to need a ruling from him. I go to Darren for most rulings for things that I can't figure out on my own. And uh, one of those is this jersey poll <laughs> for Capital Automall, Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today. Our daily poll question is, which retro reverse jersey is better, the Los Angeles Kings or the Edmonton Oilers? On Twitter, over 60% of respondents are saying the LA Kings... On Instagram, over 60% are saying the Edmonton Oilers. And Clark, what are they saying on YouTube? Have you had a chance to have a look? E -e -e -e. Oh, okay, it's not up. Okay, he, he has not posted it to YouTube yet, but he will. Maybe that'll be the deciding factor between the YouTube vote, the Twitter vote, and Instagram. How about that? I didn't think it would be this close. To me, that Los Angeles Kings jersey is just... The hottest thing walking. As they say, the Orders jersey never really did much for me when uh, they unveiled it. They've splashed some orange on there. Doesn't do anything for me. Come on, L.A., let's get it done. And it just popped up in front of me on YouTube so you can vote there. By the way, we'll see if over the next 24 hours the comments from the voice of the Edmonton Elks Morley Scott stirs up con some controversy from the Canadian Football League. Again, to our U.S. viewers, this may or may not mean anything. But you'd think there would be more. Well, there are a lot of fans of the Canadian Football League in the USA, given 60% of the league is American players. 
and I'll bring the moose in now. But stick with me, everybody. I'm, th- I'm thinking in my mind how to word this. Bo Levi Mitchell left the Calgary Stampeders. He is the all-time winningest, highest winning percentage in CFL history. He's from Katy, Texas, played at Eastern Washington. He left Calgary. I'm using my hands like a map of Canada. The radio people can't see it, but the TV people can. And he went to Hamilton, so he's there. The voice of Calgary's top rival, the Edmonton Elks, was on with us last hour. And I said, how did you feel about Bo Levi Mitchell saying he's going to make the CFL fun to watch again? You saw that comment, Darren Wright, last uh, week when Bo signed in Hamilton. Did Darren freeze with that weird look on his face? Yeah. He's having internet issues today. That's okay. I can handle it. Morley said, well, I've thought the CFL's always been fun to watch. But maybe it's funner for Bo now because he's been watching from the sidelines. Now he'll actually be on the field. How's that going to go over? Uh, 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 uh. Regarding the comment about Joe Burrow being the NFL's, or sports actually, first billion-dollar player, Jeff the Stamps fan says, uh, if I had a 10 to 15-year contract that would pay anywhere near $1 billion, I would lose a lot of my desire. I get it, Jeff, but that's why they do what they do, and you do what you do, and I do what I do. A lot of these athletes will tell you that while they are talented for sure, biggest thing that has them in the big leagues is their desire to not quit and to win. And in a lot of cases, too, the absence of wanting to do anything else. It's all they want to do is play that sport, coach that sport, their dedication in the gym, all of that. I should mention, too, because we haven't yet, Three games tonight in the National Hockey League. Washington Capitals at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ottawa Senators at the Montreal Canadiens. And the LA Kings at the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is the one thing that is just a little disjointed. It's not a big deal. I think it's just me. But on the weekend here in South Florida, everybody was excited. Leaving the arena, the Panthers beat the Boston Bruins in overtime 4-3. Made NHL history that night. And they're like, yeah, see you in a week. Or see what next weekend's All-Star Games. But the uh, festivities, the Panthers are off all week. A lot of teams are off all week. But not if your name is Maple Leafs, Bruins, Canadians, Senators. They're playing tonight. Seems a little disjointed. But nobody seems to care about us. Oh, yeah, we got the moose here back. Sorry, Roddy. Uh, 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 uh. It's all good. Hey, as we've pointed, as we've learned, I can handle it. (laughs) (laughs) People are asking what they would do, or sorry, they're answering. Without me, without being provoked, our audience is writing in saying what they would do with $1 billion if they've had it. And Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says he would get that CFL team in the Maritimes, LOL. To anybody, including our Georgia audience on radio, people watching on the streams or television, Game Plus, what would you do? with a billion dollars if you got it. I would have to sit back and think about that because I know a lot of people like to sit and go, if I won the lottery, I would do this. I always think differently than everybody else. 
I would think about that for about 1.5 seconds and go, but it's never going to happen. I don't even buy lottery tickets. I'll just work for the money, and then I get angry that I don't have the billion dollars, so I stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? That's my path yeah. of thinking. You probably think about it, though. Do you or not? No, I don't at all, because, again, it's not something that's going to happen. But in the 1.5 seconds I've thought about it, you know, since you mentioned it, I would plant yeah. the biggest, most powerful Internet tower on the beach and build us a studio on the beach so we could do a show every day. And I would take 10 grand out of that and I'd buy a 1970s-ish Mercedes-Benz convertible and uh, life would be great. <laughs> and they would just tool around South Florida. I love yes. it. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, I do want to mention a game, the ultimate in hydration. They've sent me everything, by the way, as you, you know all this. And I thank our very good and now mutual south florida friend for lining this up this is a sports drink it's not an energy drink there's a difference i'm learning all these things a game you can look them up instagram twitter at drink a game it's the ultimate in hydration what i mean by that is people that follow my social media and hear me talk on the show i work out almost every day and thanks to orange theory fitness i do it really hard and i come out of there for the rest of the day a lot of times with headaches muscle cramps and i thought it was just me and forever, by the way, it's not just with age. I've always had that problem. Pounded one of these the other day, and within minutes, I was like, I feel fantastic. And I realized it's hydration. I hadn't been hydrating myself properly. So for our U.S. viewers and audience, it's available at Publix. But you can also order it online and ship to Canada, drinkagame.com. I don't even know why I brought that up other than to say thank you for coming on board. Rose in Edmonton is watching on Game Plus television, and she brings up a point. She says, I was, with what we were saying earlier about cancel culture, I guess, and political correctness, she says, I was just saying on the weekend during the Kansas City Chiefs game when they were doing all the tomahawk chop, we can't celebrate our beloved Eskimos, but they can do that? Maybe one fan base has a spine and the other doesn't? I spent just enough time in Edmonton last year to not want to spend any more time regarding that debate with the Eskimos. You know what I'm saying? I loved Edmonton. We had great times there. You were with me. But my word, yep. did they botch and screw up that name thing there. And again, I don't know. Is that what it comes down to? Is the team going to stand up to the cancel mob? I don't know. And I remember during COVID when we, for four months, had no sports, period. We went 18 months without a CFL game, which was one of our primary topics. We, <laughs> we talked about this kind of crap all the time. Uh, I was kind of enjoying not talking about it, actually. Yeah. How about you? That's not going to be easy. And, and it's going to be rough. Um, but I, I go back to the Ottawa Red Blacks. We hated that name. Two colors, really? You're oh. just going to say the colors at the end? <laughs> And now Red Blacks is just a normal name. We just think it's cool. And the Lumberjack thing, and I mean, it's not really cool yet, but it's well on their way. I mean, they won a Grey Cup, and they've done a few things, and that's all it's going to take under this Elks name. It's going to take some time. And obviously, the longer their history from the Eskimos, the longer it's going to take. But they'll win. Merchandise will get sold. And eventually, we'll forget all about it. Uh, I still think the name Ottawa Red Blacks is weird. I never really got used to it, but I'm like, whatever. It's, they literally said to me at the time, uh, their owner, Jeff Hunt, close friend of mine, goes, Rod, you wouldn't get it. 
And I'm like, you're right. But I don't need to get it. I don't live in Ottawa. You know, he, yeah. he said it was an ode to our franchises that have all been red and black. Think about it. Senators, the Ottawa Rough Riders, 67s. Now it, they're all red and black. Okay, cool. It fits very well with the plaid thing, the red yeah. and black plaid. But that's, that's their thing native to them. I mean, down here in South Florida, eventually you're going to come and visit, maybe put down stakes. They have their thing. Um, every region has their thing. You can't be into everything. You know what I mean? Um, speaking yeah. of fans, Ken Chaoski is watching on Game Plus Television carry, uh, in Yorkton, and he that's carried on Sastel Max there, Channel 427 Television. He's texted the 902 line. He says, in the English Premiership, they find the clubs for offensive and racist chants, but that doesn't stop them. Fans will do what they do. Now, trust me, I get it. And, and, and write it down, Moose. We'll never get into European soccer here. Never. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than okay with Canadian Premier League and MLS. I almost bought a jacket the other day for Inter-Miami, the MLS team that plays out of the stadium in Fort Lauderdale. I almost bought it because I really liked it. I was in Dick's Sporting Goods. It was black quarter zip with pink down the side. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I'll do that. But it reminds me of the, back in the old days, Taylor Field football stadium, home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, we ha our band played in the end zone. And <laughs> we're, in a way, I thought we were such suckers. Our band would play, and Damon Allen, Marcus Allen's brother, was quarterback in the BC Lions, and he complained to the officials about the crowd, the band playing while they were in their huddle. He's like, I can't hear. They went and warned the band. They said, you keep playing while they're Lions, the visiting teams in the huddle, we're going to throw a flag on your team so they stopped <laughs> i don't even know if they do that anymore i'm sure you heard that there, <laughs> there's the crowd either. noise thing yeah i don't know if they do in any league yeah i, uh, I don't I, think I don't that they do this... yeah go ahead go ahead well i don't think they do i don't think the band honestly i don't think the band is inside the stadium in saskatchewan anymore let alone playing music during the stadium during the games i don't even think they're in there I have no idea. Which is a big oh, part of the history David, of that team that's gone. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of that. David in Winnipeg's watching on Game Plus TV where we're carried on Bell MTS cable. Regarding our jersey poll today, he says the crown on the LA Kings jersey would go well with the bet regal robe, long reign king rod. The robe is right over there, about 10 feet from me right now, waiting for the crown to arrive. And David says, are Jets fans putting away the torches and nooses until after the All-Star game? Um, we're going to pause and bring in a rash next, but that's why I don't have a lot of time to listen to Jets fans, Otter fans, Ryder fans, Leaf fans, Dolphins fans, that is their lot to complain. They played not a perfect game last night, but pretty much everything you'd want in a 4-2 win over the St. Louis Blues, and they're all fine today. It's like popping a pacifier into them. Give the fans a win, and they're good for a while. Well, that's every city. And, um, well... Like I say, not every team's on their all-star break. Habs and Sens play tonight. We'll talk about that and all kinds of things with the Rash next. 
Moose, I'll see you in overtime, okay? You bet. Load up your questions and comments for Arash. He joins us next. We are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, your favorite podcast platform, and, of course, on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Indeed, welcome back. And uh, we are live on Game Plus and WQEE. Let's bring him in now, not waste any more time. Sportsnet's Arash Madani, sideline reporter for the Toronto Blue Jays, is dressed up today. You're looking sharp, my man. What you got going on? I'm getting ready to go to Super Bowl next week. Well, headed to uh, Arizona and going to be there for the full week and all the hoopla with it. What a wonderful, not a segue then, that's where we're going to start. And I was going to ask you how you feel about this matchup of the Eagles and the Chiefs. Are you happy with it? I am. Uh, I was amazed, Roddy. I don't know if you saw the AFC title game did like 53 million in the U.S., an 11% increase over last year. And it's amazing how star power, not market size, star power drives Viewership, eyeballs, attention, interest, all of that kind of stuff. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Joe Burrow, and, and what that's able to do. And I think that this Super Bowl, what it's going to do is allow the sporting world, it's going to be the coming out party of Jalen Hurts. I mean, this dude is all of it. Um, he's Patrick Mahomes' light. I actually believe he does. He runs the run-pass option better than than Mahomes does, and it, it's such a weapon for Philadelphia that can really, outside the numbers, extend you. They have Heisman, they have AJ, and now they have Jalen Hurts, who's who's finding his stride. I think it's going to be a terrific game. Well, it's amazing when you sit back and look at the dichotomy, if that's the appropriate word, and if you believe what you hear. Doug Peterson got fired in Philly because he wasn't a Jalen Hurts guy and, you know, all that. And I don't even know whether that's true or not. And look what Doug Peterson's done in Jacksonville. Could be coach of the year. But it's interesting that you go straight to Jalen Hurts because I've been watching ESPN all morning here, and they've been saying Patrick Mahomes, greatest passer of all time. I'm like, I feel like that might be a little premature, but where are you on that? Yeah, I'm not there yet, um, and I don't, I don't know. He might be the most dynamically accomplished quarterback of all time. Um, I'm old enough to remember Randall Cunningham, Roddy, slinging it. Hmm. Uh, Michael Vick slinging it and being able to do it. Um, but I don't think we've seen a player quite like Patrick Mahomes. And Sunday may have been, may have been, under the circumstances of the injury, under the circumstances of Burroughs 3-0 and against him, lifetime going into that thing, under the circumstances of this is the fifth straight AFC championship game in Kansas City, and there's a bit of a dynasty hanging in the balance here. And, and let's remember, Casey had to reinvent itself this season offensively. You know, you lose Tyreek Hill, who's your stretch-to-field deep threat. It's It was a different KC offense altogether with Mahomes at the helm. So that, that he was able to do what he did in the nature in which he did it, when he's hobbling around on one ankle, um, 
I thought really showcased who and what Patrick Mahomes can be when the lights are the brightest and it's all on the line. Two weeks to talk about it, and I just want to ask you this before we do move on to uh, an NHL question or two, but immediately, Sunday night, once we knew that the matchup was going to be Philly-KC, of all the storylines that came out, one was the Eagles fired Andy Reid 10 years ago after taking him to, what was it, Super Bowl 39, I think. Do you, I'm sure Andy hasn't forgotten, but I'd forgotten. How big of a storyline is that? Of all the ones you'll be covering over the next 10 days. Look, you want some more Andy Reid? How about about Andy Reid shows up to Kansas City? Nick Sirianni was there on the coaching staff with KC, and Andy Reid didn't retain Nick Sirianni, and now they're going up against each other in the Super Bowl. Look, Andy will be the first to tell you. He spent 14 years as a head coach with the Eagles. 14 years in pro football. Who, Who lasts that long ever anymore unless you're in Pittsburgh? Um, so I don't think there's any ill will. Andy loved the Eagles, loved Philadelphia. I think he's pumped that his old team is in it. Of course, he wants to beat his old team. But I think, Roddy, the bigger story here is what a coach Andy Reid is. That he took Philly to a Super Bowl and, you know, T.O. on one leg nearly got it done for them. Um, at, you know, only the Patriots in the, in the height of the Brady and uh, Dynasty defense era knocked them out. Now he's back in his third Super Bowl with Kansas City, a shot at a second ring. And, like, to me, Andy Reid is already a Hall of Fame coach. But if these, if these suckers win it on next Sunday, I think gold jackets now await Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reid without debate. Even And they're not going to retire. But even if they retire after Sunday, that cements them into the whole thing. Well, it's interesting, and I'm sure you're excited to get there. Here on Miami Radio yesterday, there's three sports radio stations to cheer from. It's or to choose from. They're amazing. And they were saying everybody knew to cover Kelsey, and they still couldn't cover Kelsey. <laughs> He's that good. But speaking but of name tenure, a linebacker, Wednesday... Name me a linebacker in football who has shown that he can and that, that's Nobody. the issue. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's a matchup nightmare, Roddy. Yeah, nobody can cover him. Speaking of tenures, Wednesday marks Gary Bettman's 30th year as commissioner of the National Hockey League, the longest tenured commissioner of the big four leagues. How would you assess that era for the National Hockey League under Gary Urash? Wow, that's wild to think it's been 30 years. Um, hmm. What was it? His first one was when the Rangers won the cup and ended their drought, I think. Um, I don't know, Rod. Like, I don't know what the mark of a of a good top four pro sports commissioner is, because what's what's their job? Is their job to grow the game and grow the league, or is it to bring money in for owners? So, has franchise valuation gone up? Yes. Has the league expanded? Yes. Have they now brought in a richer television deal? Yes. Does it feel like they could have done a lot more along the way? Yeah. Um, Right around the time Bettman took over, 95-ish, 96 maybe, there was an infamous Sports Illustrated cover that said, why the NHL is hot and why the NBA is not. 
And now look at the trajectory in which the NBA has been on and what their franchise valuations are and what their TV money is and how identifiable their stars are on a first-name basis. LeBron, Steph, KD, Kyrie. You just, you just know them all by their first name. And I dare say Connor McDavid or... Um, or who? Uh, name me another mega star in the league. Nathan McKinnon could walk through Times Square and not one person would know who they are. Yeah. Well, it's a fascinating debate, obviously, uh, for sure. Uh, one last thought on the Blue Jays. Won't be long before pitchers and catchers report. Well, look, it, it's, it's crazy how a team that hosted a playoff series last year has had so many changes to it coming into this year both corner outfielders have been replaced they went and spent on their pitching staff in particular in the rotation with chris bassett coming into the mix you know then you go and you say okay we're gonna with team defense and run prevention this is how we're gonna go about it and kevin kiermeyer's now in this mix and you're saying okay that's going to that's going to reduce it. i I believe this. I believe that if the Blue Jays stay healthy, this is a team that can contend for the American League pennant if they stay healthy. And last year, for the most part, outside of Hunjin Ryu, that starting pitching staff stayed healthy. But that's the key here. Like, Alec Manoa is a beast. Kevin Gosman's legit. Uh, let's see what they get from Jose Barrios. Now you bring in Bassett, who seems to be a proven commodity. I think the Blue Jays are fine when you look at the 26-man roster right now. The question is, can that sustain? Because I'm not quite sure what the depth is, pitching-wise. And they're not alone. Most teams are like this. It's just so hard to find arms. So, you know, it'd be catastrophic if Vlad went down. It'd be catastrophic if Bo went down. It'd be catastrophic if Springer had a, you know, long-term injury. But, you know, to me, it starts and ends still, Roddy, with pitching. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it will be fun and won't be long. But Super Bowl first, safe travels, my man. Sorry I'll miss you this time around, but have a blast, and we'll uh, keep in touch with you down there. Will do. Thanks, bud. Sports Night's Arash Badani on his way. Super Bowl 57 awaits. Overtime is next. Viewer takeover, and the Moose rejoins. We're live on Game Plus Television, your favorite podcast platform. YouTube Live, of course, and on the radio, 99.1 FM, WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And the Moose. Darren Moose DuPont. For Overtime, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home of the Rod Peterson Show Super Bowl Watch Party, Sunday, February 12th. Join Moose, me, your favorite RP show personalities at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. The Four Seasons, for all the right reasons, Moose, will be enjoying the Eagles and the Chefs. Two weeks to talk about it. Of all the things today, 
I don't know if we came up with, uh, if we solved anything, but dang, we had fun. And from the 902 text line, 902-518-3033, pick up the phone and text RP, Rod Peterson. Regarding the name Ottawa Red Blacks, which we still think is weird. Come on, Darren, it's weird. It's you not, know it's yeah, it's weird. weird. It's weird, but we're starting to get <laughs> to a point weird. of acceptance, right? We're just accepting yeah. it. Sure, that's what life's about. Acceptance and gratitude. Woo-sa. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm breaking everything. <laughs> oh, no. Thankfully, it's the last segment. Devin in Burns Lake, British Columbia, writes in regarding that name Red Blacks and says you can't have a second team in the same league called the Rough Riders. This was the best they could do. And that reminds me, I feel like we're doing a lot for Canadian sports being on the air in the USA, but all across Canada. For those that aren't paying attention to these things, we're bringing light to them. Yes. And yes, for years and years and years, the Canadian Football League had nine teams and two of them had the same name. Don't ask. It just sounds like a punchline, but it's not even anybody's fault. The two leagues merged and two teams had the same name. It's not anybody's fault. It's not. Believe me, I've put in the research into this. You know, um, but I also realized this, Darren, you talk about acceptance. We had a president of the pro team that I worked with for 20 years, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who we sat and we argued about this. It was when Ottawa was coming back into the league and he thought they should be called the Rough Riders. I'm like, what? what are you, where are the Rough Riders? What are you talking about? We're going to have two teams with the same name in a nine-team league. And he goes, well, that's what makes us quaint. I'm like, you're a fool. You're a buffoon. You're a, you're a rube. So I, my, as long as you have thinking like that, how are you ever going to be progressive? You see how we just, we can't always agree on the same thing, Darren. Yeah, I know. I know you can't. But that is funny. You know, small league, two teams, the same name. And you're right. It's what makes us quaint. But it's just like, is that what we want to be? We just want to be quaint? And we're just happy with that? Uh, so what, what do you want to be? And who wins? You know, he's yeah. the president, so he gets what he wants. Yeah. It was years and years ago. As people Google uh, presidents of the Rough Riders in the years trying to cross-reference what I said. It's like that lovely town that I love, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Which, as you know, a lot of times when I return to Sask, I stay in Moose Jaw. Yep. And I love it. But there's a time, and I think they still do have traffic lights that hang on wires. They hang. Because it's windy. Up in the 1960s. There you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have, it's a, it's a tourist industry there. And people show up and go, how quaint. They have traffic lights hanging from wires on the internet. I'm like, it's not quaint. They haven't changed it since 1963. <laughs> it's not on purpose. Anyway. <laughs> no, they didn't mean it. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> Lyle in Tirana, he's watching on Game Plus TV regarding the lottery. He said the lottery is the fool's tax. 
Now, I've heard that said too, but I've never been one to buy lottery tickets. It's just not for me. I, but I don't begrudge anybody for buying lottery tickets except for the nincompoops in front of me at the gas station or the 7-Eleven where I want to. Well, they're just pretty much always wearing sweatpants. So I want to grab them by the sweats and just rip them up. Can I pay for you my got- gas and you can go back to checking all your tickets? Hot yeah, you got huh? places to go, and they're scanning the counter. Ah, uh, I have a a, a oh, blackjack. Well, kill him. And how much is that <laughs> monopoly one over there? You won three dollars. I'll take three dollars in tickets, please. <laughs> Last minute of play in hour two. Phil's watching in Dauphin, Manitoba. Good day, good day. It's Taco Tuesday, says Phil. If I had a billion dollars, I would invest in bringing back Sears or buy an XFL team and lure Tom Brady or buy tacos. I'd buy a billion dollars in tacos, man. I love it. I love it so much. I made taco salad the other day and I was like, I can eat this every day. I can eat it every day thank god it's healthy well we accomplished nothing today i hope people had fun though <laughs> 15 seconds any last parting shots moose have a great afternoon enjoy that sunshine and say hi to the nhl folks for me we will thank you all we'll see you tomorrow noon eastern right here who has more fun than us <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.